All right, second grade parents, welcome back to Raise Ready Kids, where month by month you master the strategies you need to raise kids with the knowledge, skills, character, and purpose they need to thrive. I'm Bill Jackson, founder of Raise Ready Kids, and your host this month. If you've been a part of Raise Ready Kids for a while, you may remember a Raise Ready Kids strategy called learning banter, an approach to conversation that increases its learning value for children. With learning banter, you frequently talk with your child as you move through the world together, paying attention to three things as you do. First, you take care to help your child build new knowledge on the foundation of what they already know. Second, you bring plenty of emotion into the equation as you introduce and discuss new information. And third, you intentionally stand alongside your child as a fellow learner, not as a teacher, as you together delight in discovering and describing the world. This month's Raise Ready Kids strategy, called Concept Banter, builds on the foundation of learning banter, as well as some of the most important ideas of learning science. 20 years ago, the National Research Council pulled together a crack team of researchers who study learning. This team was asked to review the research on learning and then to explain to the world, in plain language, how learning works. A few years later, they wrote a book called How People Learn, one of the best books on the science of learning ever written. It's a treasure trove of insights into how learning happens and how teachers and parents can best support children's learning. Today, I want to share one of their most important findings. To develop competence in an area of inquiry, they wrote, students must A. Have a deep foundation of factual knowledge. B. Understand facts and ideas in the context of a conceptual framework. And C. Organize knowledge in ways that facilitate retrieval and application. That is a mouthful. Let's take it piece by piece. First, they're saying that students need to know a lot. Some people these days play down the importance of knowledge, but not here at Raise Ready Kids. The science is clear. Children need a strong foundation of knowledge in order to perform at a high level. But, and this is critical, their second point is that people need to understand facts and ideas in the context of a conceptual framework. It's not enough just to know lots of stuff. To make sense of the world and to be able to use what you know to solve problems, you need concepts or organizing ideas that help you understand how facts relate to each other and which facts might be relevant in a particular context. The National Research Council reached this conclusion after studying what makes experts different from novices in different fields. By definition, experts are able to think effectively about problems in their area. What makes experts so effective, the council wrote, is that they have acquired extensive knowledge that affects what they notice and how they organize, represent, and interpret information in their environment. For example, Expert firefighters know how to read smoke differently than the rest of us. They know that particular colors of smoke mean particular kinds of materials are burning. And this insight will influence their strategy for fighting the fire and the equipment they'll bring. Similarly, expert accountants know that simultaneous growth in a company's receivables and inventories could be a sign of fraud. And expert football quarterbacks know that certain defensive formations mean they should call a timeout. As the National Research Council wrote, experts notice features and patterns of information that novices don't. Their conceptual understanding allows them to extract a level of meaning from information that is not apparent to novices. 
Expert chess players see patterns of pieces on a chessboard, while novices just see the pieces. Expert physicists categorize problems according to the underlying principles that can be used to solve them, while novice physicists categorize problems based on what they see in front of them, blocks, pulleys, or springs. When examining old photos, expert historians generate long lists of questions and consider a wide range of possible explanations for what they're seeing, while novice historians generate much shorter lists of questions and possible explanations. So, if we want our children to develop the capacity for expertise, one of the best things we can do is help them understand new facts and ideas in the context of conceptual frameworks. As we're introducing and discussing new information with our children, and we're doing this all the time, we should help them see how new information fits together with what they already know and how it helps us make sense of the world. There are many ways to do this. Today, I'm going to suggest three strategies that you can adopt to work for you and your family. First, provide your child with frameworks and concepts that help them organize information. For example, when you're discussing smooth and rough, you can introduce the concept of texture. When you're discussing taste, you could introduce sweet and sour. When you're discussing colors, you could introduce the concept of intensity. When you're talking about where you're going with your child, you could introduce the cardinal directions, north, east, south, and west. As the National Research Council noted, a person who has learned geographical information about one area using a conceptual framework approaches the task of learning the geography of another area with questions, ideas, and expectations that help them learn more quickly the second time around. You'd be amazed at the concepts elementary school kids can pick up if you provide opportunities to experience what you're talking about. When my daughter was about seven, I casually introduced her to the concept of homogeneity and heterogeneity while we were mixing batter for pancakes. I told her, keep stirring until the batter is homogeneous. She got it. A few weeks later, she was making pancakes with her grandmother, and I overheard her say, Grammy, keep stirring. It's not homogeneous yet. Another approach is to talk about the world in terms of systems. The weather, cars, the human body are all systems with many parts and many things going on. When your conversation lands on one element of the system, offer up information about how that part fits into the larger system, the role that it plays. And when your child is ready, you can point out similarities and differences between different systems. Cars and people both need fuel. They both convert energy stored in materials into motion. Don't worry about the precise details. Don't worry if you don't know all the relevant words. In fact, sometimes it can be helpful to discuss concepts without all the words or details being clear. You're modeling for your child what real-world learning looks like. Regardless of how much information we have, we do our best to make sense of it. When you introduce conceptual frameworks to your child, you're helping them organize information so that it is more useful to them and they will be more likely to be able to retrieve it in the future. Consider geography. Some places are hot, some are cold. Some countries are landlocked, some are coastal. Some people have access to plenty of water, others don't. These concepts are more important than remembering the names of all 195 countries of the world. 
let's move on to the second concept manner strategy. Introduce your child to the same concept from multiple perspectives. Let's say that your child encountered the concept of friction a few weeks ago, and now you're having a disagreement with your child. You could playfully mention that there seems to be some friction between us. A double win. A comment like that is likely to relieve a little stress, while at the same time helping your child understand the concept of friction from a different perspective. Or take the idea of branching. You can see branches on trees, of course, but you can also see branching patterns on leaves or in lines on hands. Family trees are composed of branches, and the animal kingdom can be described with branches. Earlier, we talked about the concept of intensity in the context of color. You could also talk about the concept of intensity in the context of emotions. Your child might be feeling pressure to do or say something. How is that like the pressure in a can of seltzer water? or the pressure that makes water come out of the faucet. The list of possibilities goes on and on. As the psychologist Deidre Gettner has said, analogies are what allow you to take knowledge on the road. Or, in the dry prose of the National Research Council, with multiple contexts, people are more likely to abstract the relevant features of concepts and develop a more flexible representation of knowledge. And that is what we're looking for. A flexible representation of knowledge is what enables people to use what they know in service of solving problems and creating value. Once again, in the words of the National Research Council, organizing information into conceptual frameworks allows for greater transfer. That is, it allows the student to apply what was learned in new situations and to learn related information more quickly. Finally, the third concept banter strategy is to make your child work hard for their understanding. In the learning banter audio briefing, we suggested that when your child points to something they don't know, let's say a kiwi, and asks, what is this? You might not want to just tell them outright. Instead, you might respond with questions like, hmm, does it look like something you know? Is it hard or squishy? Do you think it grows on a tree? If you end up buying that kiwi and trying it at home, you might ask, what does it taste like? Is it like something you've had before? What do you think it's most similar to? An orange? A banana? How is it the same or different from other fruits you like? In other words, don't answer your child's questions directly, at least sometimes. Make them work for their new understanding, especially if you see that they're really interested in something. The Columbia University psychologist Lisa Sun has been studying the learning process for decades, and she has some pretty great ways of helping her own children learn. One evening, when she and her daughter were calling their cousins in Korea, Lisa explained that it was morning in Korea, even though it was night in the New York area. Her daughter was confused. How could that be? She asked her mother. Lisa didn't answer the question directly, even though her daughter kept asking her. Rather, she gave her daughter little hints like, Light from the sun is what makes it daytime, and the earth is shaped like a big ball. Eventually, she used a flashlight and a ball in a dark closet to demonstrate what was going on, and her daughter understood. As a student of learning, Lisa recognized that her daughter would eventually understand time zones and time differences more deeply if she worked hard for her understanding. That's because learning is more successful when it involves a bit of struggle. People cannot be given understanding. It has to be earned by the learner. All right, let's wrap up. 
To develop competence, people need to understand facts and ideas in the context of conceptual frameworks. You can help your child do that with the Raise Ready Kids concept banner strategy. First, provide your child with frameworks and concepts that help them organize information. Second, introduce your child to the same concept from multiple perspectives. And third, make your child work hard for their understanding. You could do these things anytime and anywhere with your child. In fact, the best opportunities are often the ones that pop up spontaneously when your child asks a question, when you notice something related to a topic you've recently discussed, when you're introducing your child to a hobby, when you notice something random while you're eating or driving together. Over time, concept banner will benefit your child in long-lasting ways. With your help, your child will build powerful mental maps that will be with them for the rest of their lives. A few minutes of this kind of conversation here and there during the day throughout your child's school years adds up to a lot more time that they will spend fitting together and making sense of new knowledge. The help you provide now will enable them to learn more deeply and quickly later. The icing on the cake is that your child will also be internalizing that learning is and should be deeply and pleasurably woven into everyday life. School is important, yes, but it's only one of the places where learning happens, and it's not even always the most important place. With concept banter as part of the culture of your home, your child will come to understand that life is learning and learning is life. They'll associate the warm feeling of family with the deep satisfaction that comes with constantly growing one's understanding of the world. <laughs>